Welcome back to the Aging Project Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Craft, and together, my friends, we're on a mission to age well, bloody well, if I'm being honest. Let's be real, though. We all need guidance when it comes to aging well, and that's why we've gathered the best possible support team for us. No topic is off limits, and I promise to ask all the right questions, your questions. Before we dive in, don't forget to join our growing community of women from around the world. Sign up at theagingproject.com.au and become part of the Aging Project community. You'll gain access to our treasure trove of podcast episodes, our free five-day morning challenge, and did you know we now have an online store called You Must Try It? It includes products we've discovered from our podcast guests and community. Think low-tox skincare, low-tox makeup, supplements, and more. You'll only find products we've tried, tested, and we love at youmusttryit.com. Are you ready to begin today's episode? Alrighty, let's do it. But I always say, try and keep it really simple because we try as humans to overcomplicate. This has <laughs> got to be just better. Breathe, people. <laughs> just breathe. You know, at the end of the day, our breath is linked to our innate wisdom in our body. So it's, it's, you know, it's not just there just for any other reason, but then to be keeping us alive. So it's, it's linked to survival. It's linked to life. So just breathe. That was today's guest, Nicola Lay. She is a breathwork coach and she's here to discuss breathing, something I'm sure we all assume we are doing correctly. But the question is, are we? We've invited her on the show after discovering that email and screen apnea are a thing. That's right. When we are on our screens, research suggests that we don't breathe at all. We hold our breath. So can you imagine when you open your emails in the morning and there's a hundred there waiting for you, you take the breath, it's a long time before you breathe again. So this got us thinking, what else is there to know about breathing? And is this a tool we can all use to reduce our stress, our anxiety, and of course, support our aging well journey? Nicola, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you today. It's going to be great. I think we all need to just <sighs> take a breath. <laughs> we do. Everybody does at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, before we do dive into your story, I'd love for you to share with us how you describe what it is that you do when you're at a barbecue. Um, I'm sure it's quite a difficult career or life path to explain to people. It's something that I, when I got this question, I thought, oh, you know, how do you answer this? And it's a real reflection for me because you used to say to everybody, oh, I'm a breath practitioner. And then you'd see people kind of leave you and walk away <laughs> because everybody's quite triggered by the thought of their own breath, which is interesting. We'll go into that in a little while. But um, now I just say to people, you know, everybody knows someone that's stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, overthinking, perfectionists. So I help women to overcome those feelings that they can feel healthier, happier, better. And we all have the tool and it's free and it's inside of us already. It's your breath. And I feel like most people then go, yes, that's me. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> and then they're kind of intrigued by the conversation then. Most of the guests that we do have on this show um, come from an amazing life path of their own that has led them to now being able to share their gift um, and to share their journey from a really sympathetic, uh, sympathetic place. What led you to becoming a breathwork practitioner? 
Oh, look, I've got a really long story, but we'll make it brief because we'll be here forever. (laughs) Um, I first started out as a holistic therapist, gosh, when I was in my early 20s. And most women used to come to me and they would feel, I'm so stressed, I've got all these issues, and it would be just a repeat pattern. And that was really intriguing, a lot of women coming in with body problems, you know, like aches, pains that won't go away, continual neck ache, you know, shoulders, continual Mm -hmm. headaches. Um, And that kind of started the kind of what's going on here. And most people weren't breathing properly. And then I got invited to work in palliative care as a leading therapist. And I used to sit with people end stage of life and listening to the repeat patterns again of what happened to people, what's come up for somebody in their life and really holding space. And it really, in that moment, really woke me up to the breathing, the breathing end stage of life and all the regrets and the sadness that I heard and just, you know, even families watching that dynamic as people come to end stage of life and how they're, most people are quite dysregulated at that moment. So then that took me down the other end of life where I was dealing with women with childbirth, um, the anxiety, the fear, the loss of breath, you know, that overwhelm. And it kind of just really sang to me that women are in these stuck moments with cycles of life, you know, moving into, you know, childbirth, moving into issues with relationships or lack of relationships, disconnection, loneliness, unhappiness. And I realized that most of those women that I work with and still do to this day have uh, really um, a lack of breath a lack of being Mm. able to receive love, a lack of receiving their own breath for themselves. So in a long variation, this is still my work. And it's now working with women through all of those cycles, helping them to overcome overthinking, perfectionism, which just gets us all stuck, you know, and we all suffer with this comparison. Um, I'm not enough. And it's all these beliefs that we get from childhood from trauma, even if it's just observed trauma. So that is how, and my passion of life is just helping women to overcome those really big feelings in their body. And also through my own stuff, you know, we all have our own story that brought us into where we are now in life. And for me, it was, you know, childhood traumas of different variations. I'm 1974 uh, birth, so I've been here almost 50 years. So, you know, you don't get to this age, as you would know, and not have a story that like builds up. I always call it like the backpack of life where we start filling it with all the things that happened to us. And for myself, often recognizing when I became really dysregulated, what happened to me, or if I had an issue in my body, what was I going to do with that? And I realized often I would sit behind a therapist coat and not fix my own stuff, but go out and just give, 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 and then suck myself dry and then wonder why I was so exhausted. Um, So I had to then do the real work on myself. And that was really where the breath work facilitation really stepped into its own own body really that's all I teach now is breathing yeah Nicola it it must be quite incredible to be you I I kind of liken it to someone who sees auras or has that sixth sense because I imagine whenever you're in a room with people you're hearing or noticing their breath they might be going about their business and and doing whatever it is around them. But for you, it must just be, I don't know, like a little cocoon and all you hear is that that heartbeat or, you know, when you're snorkeling and all you can hear is your own breath. Do you do you sort of hear that of everybody around you, almost like this incredible uh, sensory overload for you of other people's 
breathing techniques. Yes. I I class myself as a highly sensitive person. It's actually a thing now. And I, I work with lots of people that come into the work with me because of that. And <clears throat> most women are quite empathetic and you walk in a room and you feel it. I used to feel it and then take it really on and it used to make me feel quite unwell. But now I'm really intrigued and curious by people now. So yeah, I do. I do feel it. I walk in a room and I can notice people that are not breathing very well. I can notice emotion, mm-hmm. um, body language with that and just, um, you know, just feeling people's feelings. And it's really hard for me still to this day to sort of sit back and not want to fix. <laughs> people have got to want to do the work with me to actually come. And I have people that will arrive and talk to me and they feel people just cry actually mm-hmm. with me frequently. Um, they'll sit and talk to me in the walking with the dog down the park. Mm-hmm. I had a woman cry on me yesterday and I'd never met her before. But I think it's just that safety of being, it's okay to be you with me. You don't need to be anybody else. Yeah. You are a very gifted healer. You know I'm passionate about prevention and testing. That's why I have to share my recent discovery with you, Mermaid Beach Radiology. This company is dedicated to preventative health care, understanding the importance of early detection. They specialise in whole body MRIs using their state-of-the-art 3T platform. Now, this advanced technology offers greater sensitivity in detecting and catching potential issues before they become serious. Mermaid Beach Radiology provides the most accurate detection available. Their 3T whole body MRI gives you peace of mind, empowering you to take control of your health and make informed decisions about your well-being. Remember, prevention is the key to living your best life as you age. Mermaid Beach Radiology is your partner in proactive healthcare and aging well. Visit mermaidbeachradiology.com.au to learn more and take the first step towards a healthier future. I find it throughout my work over the years that breath has been very important, whether it was as as an actor, we learned breathing techniques, Mm. Um, even sitting here before interviews, when I put my headphones Mm. on and I can hear my own breath through the microphone, I sort of have a moment of of peace, really, when it's just me and the breath and then the guest comes on. Um, so I've always been quite aware, but not until it was doing some research on what we were going to talk about did I realise that, that that sort of catching your breath was such a thing and we do it often mm. throughout the day now that I'm more aware of it, you know. We'll often say, oh, yeah. catch your breath, but <gasps> hold your breath or the gasp that sometimes you never <laughs> release again. The women that come to you now obviously um, – in your initial work, they were coming to you for all sorts of other reasons, but now they're coming to you mm. for breath work particularly. Can you share some of yes. the stories that you've heard of the people who, who need you for some healing? Yeah, there's oh, so many. But most people come because they've got fear or they've got this trapped feeling in their body that they can't remove, you know, like um, frozen shoulder or continuous headaches, continual um, issues with their bodies, especially when you're past 40. You know, we have things that happen in our bodies. So a lot of people that come to me have issues with just life and happiness, actually, mm. like deep unhappiness. Like I've, I've got everything. I've got the car, the house. I've got the beautiful children, partner, but I'm unhappy. Uh, or I've got this anger that's starting to brew up inside of me and I actually don't know what to do with it and I'm becoming quite difficult to live with. Um, that's quite common actually. And, and that's I think, a big realisation, isn't it? Yeah. And we have realised that some of those things are um, – 
premenopause or perimenopause mm. symptoms. Um, is that the first thing you sort of tell them that this is normal? <laughs> yeah, I really normalize it and do a me too. You know, I always just share that, gosh, I totally get that. I'm heading right into menopause and I totally get where you're at and the intolerance. I hear a lot of that and I feel it in myself, not tolerating things like I would have done, you know, 20 years ago, you know, quick to go, mm, that doesn't feel good in my body. And, and when I do the me too, I think people feel like, yes, I'm not, I'm not going crazy. <laughs> and I do believe that women are not really sharing with each other what's going on, very surface in how they feel, because it's a lonely time transitioning from, you know, being 40 plus. It's a time where you think should really have it all together. And often you feel lack of and just kind of maybe disappointed that life hasn't quite gone the way that you wanted it to. And I love the fact that most women still think that they're 30, including me. And I go in the mirror and I'm like, oh, yes, no, not 30 anymore. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of women get quite sad about their bodies. You know, we do. We get like rounder and softer and not so strong. Um, And that's also our mental capacity is exactly the same. It's not just the way it was before. Can't juggle all of the things like we did before. Um, And then the other big one that I see a lot now is, um, and it was the same for me, I had my children later on in life, first baby at 38, second one at 41. And so we're heading into menopause and we've still got young children. So we're not in that retirement like roll in, we're still doing. (laughs) Mm. So I don't know if that resonates with you at all. Oh, I had my girls, yeah, 34 and 36. So they're now heading into um, their tween years as I'm heading out to the other end. There's a lot (laughs) of female angst going on in my house right now. (laughs) But I'm I'm so grateful that this um, ageing project came along when it did because, A, it's helping Mm. me to understand me better um, Mm. and how my whole body works. But it's also taking me back to when I was a teenager um, and you know, having my period for the first time. And um, I guess being at that end of of each end um, has has made for great conversation in our home at the moment. But um, I guarantee you there is moments when I just need to breathe. So that's really interesting that you say that. I just want to touch into it, is the rite of passage. It's the rite of passage. It's the same it's the same rite of passage that we have when we're born. It comes up when we're going into our first menstruation. Then it comes up when we have a baby. And then if we haven't really done any healing work, it comes up really big in perimenopause to menopause because that's the transition of moving into that last cycle. And it's triggering, really triggering for women. So how can breathwork help us? Nicola, please help us. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) I believe, and I know it for myself, is that breathwork helps you to cope with how you're feeling. Because essentially we're like these adult pubescents again, you know, like everything feels a bit complicated at times. It helps us to calm our nervous system. And I feel that you know, we've got more responsibility. We're trying to still do all the things. So it helps us to really understand what really matters, helps to calm that nervous system down, to let go of control, let go of those big perfection skills that we've learned, helps us to really understand who we truly are again, brings us out of our heads and into our hearts. And really that's essentially what the the deeper breath work does is help us really to understand ourselves. And compassion and kindness to ourselves, 
But then you have all the breaths in between, which is the breathing to help us cope when we're feeling those moments of stress, those moments where we feel sad or angry, um, when we're trying to deal with, you know, complications with other family members or our partners or our children. And they're the really important breaths I feel these days is that how you breathe is how you live. So, you know, if you're really shallow in your breath, your body feels really agitated, really anxious. It's always waiting for the dinosaur to come. So we're always got a lot of women are stuck in that fight flight process where they're just on the edge of their seat. Something's happening, but they don't know what it is and they get used to living like that. So then digestion becomes an issue, heart issues, body problems, weight gain, cortisol is just, you know, really not regulated. So breathing helps us to get better in our whole body internal health and our mental health. And it can be just looking at how you breathe, you know, just how am I breathing? You know, what do I feel like right now? So I guess anyone that's listening, you know, how are you breathing? Do you feel like your breath is caught right up in your collarbones? Or do you feel like you breathe really deep into your body? Most people are breathing really shallow, right up into their collarbones, and not really down into the full potential of the lungs. And it's really easy to correct it just by understanding your anatomy and how the breath works. Because when we go into fight flight process through, you know, an accident or childbirth can make it happen, dealing with continual stress, you're doing that gasp and you get stuck up in the top part of our lungs and or we hold our breath, which is another issue that can come. And then we become really top heavy breath and not down in the, the big breath, which helps to move it into your body. So I guess I can give you a, a demonstration that everybody can do just listening, if that helps. Yes, let's do it together. Okay. <laughs> so if you're driving, it might be an idea just to pull over, but, you know, just as long as you're not closing your eyes and going into a meditative state. <laughs> um, so sit really, really tall. And if you can, close your eyes down and just take a simple breath. Take your hand to your chest, hand to your tummy, and just take a big breath in through the nose and feel why that breath is coming into the body and a big exhale all the way out. Take a breath in and feel where your shoulders move. Do they stay quiet or do they move up and down? And as you exhale, just feel whether that exhale feels smooth or it feels hard to let go of. And then take another breath in and just really assess without any judgment, just feel your breath. Just feel what happens when you breathe. Then a big exhale. Now let's change it because if you notice that your shoulders are lifting up and down when you're breathing, that's a dysfunctional breath. And by the way, 90% of people don't breathe correctly. So you're okay. It doesn't need to be perfect. So take your hand to your diaphragm, which is just underneath the lowest ribs. Take your hand there. Keep your hand on your chest because we often say breathe into our bellies, but we actually need to find that diaphragm, which is a functional part of the breath. So this time, take your breath into your hand on your diaphragm and see if that helps. Now take your hands to the sides of your ribs around where that diaphragm is and see if you can make your hands be the feedback. So breathe into the sides of your ribs and exhale all the way out. And then do another big breath into the sides of the ribs 
and just feel them expanding. And as you exhale, just let go. And then just do one more just to really feel it, breathing into the sides and the front and then relax all the way down. Now, if this doesn't feel easy, that's really normal because breath, when you're trying to change it from dysfunction to function, a lot comes up in our mind. And often even that simple breath can bring tears to the eyes. I really realize I'm not breathing very well. It's okay. Do this as like a daily exercise when you step out of bed in the morning. Don't rush for your phone because that's the first part of dysfunction. But just take three big expansive breaths into the sides of your ribs and just see how it feels. And then do it, you know, add it into like a, you know, a modality of like being when you're turning the kettle on, add it then when you're brushing your teeth, add it then when you're in the car and you're waiting for the lights to change, do it then. And it starts to become like a little regular habit. We've got to add these stack, stack them into habits that we already do. Otherwise we just Mm. don't do them, you know. That's it. A lot, a lot of these practices, whether it be um, meditation, exercise, mm. etc., a lot of these things do take time out of our regular day. So you have to set aside 20 mm. minutes for meditation. You're saying that breathing can be done anywhere oh. at any time. It doesn't yes. need to be 15 minutes. It can just be three deep breaths at a time. And I think it makes it really easy to then start the practice because I know that most women that I work with, they say to me, I haven't got time. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm me too. <laughs> so add it into things that you're already doing it and then start to feel the pleasure around it rather than it being, you know, perf- perfect. And I think once you start realizing, gosh, I'm cooking dinner and I'm holding my breath or I am on my phone and I'm hunting, gathering on my phone, going into comparison. Oh, my life doesn't look like that. Guess what's happening? You're creating this big stress response in your body, holding your breath, coming back into shallow breath. So when you're on your phone, go, oh, I'm going to stack this with a breath habit. And then I'm going to notice how I feel as things come through my social media. So you know, we're in a world now that social media is part of our life and being on our phones is an integral part of communication. But just notice even how you sit when you're on your phone. You slump down so that your diaphragm, your lungs get squashed. Or am I sitting up really tall and just really thinking about how I'm, how I am when I'm on my phone? Yeah. Where does the science sit with breath work, Nicola? <laughs> you know, it's getting better. It is definitely. I love the fact that um, the military actually have really done quite a lot of science into this because they teach their men before they go into combat or into difficult situations how to use breathing. And now I'm seeing it in hospitals where um, when I had my emergency C-section with my first baby, I asked everybody in the theater just to take a breath from being mindful because I could hear people talking about ordering chicken tikka masala on the side. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, and then quite a few people, I do a lot of work with mental health work within hospital practices and I can see it's happening. So the science is starting to stack. Um, the science behind the deeper breath, the deeper deeper experiences, which are getting quite trendy at the moment, the science is still kind of on the edge, mm-hmm. but it's definitely getting better. Wim Hof has done a lot of work on and the Iceman, if anybody's heard of that. He's done a lot of work in bringing science to breath, which is amazing. Um, but, you know, everybody doesn't need to jump into ice to understand the benefits of breathing. You can just do it every day. But yeah, if you were to go and research it now, you'll see things like box breathing has now got such a huge place in 
how we can then regulate our stress responses and calm and be more focused to then bringing energy up to give more energy when you need more to function better. But also heart coherence breath is one of the biggest science-based breaths where we can bring our heart back into regulation by literally doing breathing in for five, breathing out for five. And you come into that lovely heart coherence where our heart goes into a natural rate rather than elevated with, with stress. So that's brilliant research that's been done over the last 10 years, yeah. Gut health is a topic that many of our guests, like Dr. Frank Lipman and Catherine Maslin, have mentioned in the past, which is why we have a range of products we've researched over at youmusttryit.com. We encourage you to be proactive about your gut health and let us help you resolve any ongoing issues. You can also book a health coaching appointment over at youmusttryit.com. Just go to health coaching to learn more. So once you actually get the idea of, of breathing deeper, using your diaphragm, taking those moments out during the day, and I know one of our wonderful guests and friends here on The Aging Project, Shanna Kennedy, has put breathwork into her routine. So whenever she's washing her hands, she takes a breath. Um, as you said, when you're making a cup of tea, take some slow breathing there. But is it good to have that little repertoire of different breathwork techniques for different situations throughout your day? Yes, I mean, there's a toolbox that's filled with so many different breaths. But I always say, try and keep it really simple because we try as humans to overcomplicate. This is <laughs> just, just be breathe, people. <laughs> just breathe. You know, at the end of the day, our breath is linked to our innate wisdom in our body. So it's, it's you know, it's not just there just for any other reason, but then to be keeping us alive. So it's it's linked to survival. It's linked to life. So just breathe. And just breathe in life to yourself, like allow yourself to enjoy the breath, start to feel it like a pleasure if you're doing it on purpose. And then just notice, you know, take many moments. I set my alarm three times a day to sink in with my breath. It's a really good thing to do for anybody that's listening. Just set three alarms on three times of the day when you know that you're going to be at your busiest time. Don't do breath work when you're really relaxed. Do it when you're really stressed and then you'll notice the benefits much faster. But yeah, simple breathing in, sighing out. Sighing out is one of the biggest reliefs of the body. It's so audible, breathing in. Ah, shoulders drop, your whole body feels really good. Um, and then you can go into box breathing, alternate nostril breathing, five in, five out. But the idea is that most people can't even breathe in and breathe out with even simple breath easily. So just try there first and then start to become interested. Yeah. So does it then have to, can it be one or the other, or does it work as a package? Obviously with meditation, um, you often do breathing in with that but as I said some people find it difficult to find that time in their day is it is it breath work or meditation or do they work beautifully together can you do one in the morning and breath work throughout the day are we then over breathing can you can you over oxygenate your body if you're hyperventilating (laughs) (laughs) but I think um you know ultimately breath and meditation go really beautifully in line when you're breathing you're in a me- if you're breathing on purpose you're in a meditative state straight away you got you're dropping yourself into 
your mind has a job to do. It's thinking about the breath. It's not thinking about the feeling necessarily. So already it's a pattern disruptor for the mind. So you're already taking your mind into something. But mm -hmm. this is the most beautiful thing that, you know, anyone that does yoga practice, I don't need, I don't want to offend, but yogis have been trying to do meditation and trying to let their mind go. But when you do connected conscious breath, which is the deeper breath where we go on for a while, you actually become linked to the very deepest part that people that have been meditating can't get to very easily because breath work, your mind is focused on the breathing so your body lets go. So for me, when I do breath work, I can go into altered state very fast where if I sat and meditated, my mind's going, yeah, how long? What have I got to do? My list is Am big, I there yet? Am I there yet? <laughs> yeah, like trying to force to get there. Um, so I actually find meditation sometimes quite tricky, but if I drop into breath, I'm there really fast. So how does it work, Nicola, to learn to breathe? Do people come and do um, a course with you? Is it one day? Is it best to have this over several weeks? What's sort of the, the plan to learning how to breathe? I love this question. So I feel that just even just tapping into some of the resources that I offer, you can go and be at home with your breath. And I have guided meditations that people can have. And, you know, I love just anybody asking about breathing and trying to help them with that. So some people just want to go off and play with it in their own time. Some people know that they've got a real deep thing that they're trying to work through. And they might come and have a breath experience on Zoom, or they might come in person, depending. I've worked with people all over the world. Um, and they might come for one breath work, have a huge big release through their body, and then say to me, I need to do this this is me now. I need to do this. I realize that this is the missing link because breath work takes you really into the deepest part of yourself. So you really do understand, gosh, I realize how much work I have got to do to let go of this feeling. And, e and it's easy to let go of, but you know, it's variable. Everybody <laughs> has their own, their own time when they're ready to do the work. But you know, ultimately it can be as simple as just connecting and having a chat to doing deep work. So I meet you wherever you are and wherever you are in your life, yeah. <laughs> so can we all sit around with you in a group breathwork session? Do, is it like a yoga class? Will you have 20 people come to you at once and all yes. breathe together? Yeah, I do. I often hold um, women's gatherings where we all come, we share our, our lives and then we all connect together and we do breath and we cry together and laugh together and it's a really beautiful time to sort of, connect with women all going through the same journey so you don't feel alone and then there's times where you just want it to be a private practice with me by yourself and you get guided in all the moments of your life yeah so fabulous Nicola I know that a lot of our listeners are going to want to reach out to you where is the best place to find you so you can find me on Instagram and I often do little lives on there. So that's Nicola underscore Lay. Or I have a website, which is Nicola, NicolaLay.com. Um, and I run communities of women who all come together online and, yeah, and my events as well. So I meet you wherever you are. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully our chat has given everyone listening just a moment to breathe. I know they're all going to be feeling better for it already and I know um, that they're going to be reaching out to you and, and jumping on to connect. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, I'm oh, feeling more calm and, and ready to take on the rest of the day myself. So I really appreciate oh, it, Nicola. Thanks. Thank you. 
What an incredible woman. Yes, I could sit and listen to Nicola Lay talk about breathing for hours. Uh, she has definitely motivated me to get started. Like she said, how you breathe is how you live. So let's try and work this into our daily schedule. She suggested things like A, setting an alarm, B, you could do this while you were sitting at the traffic lights, or perhaps just while you're boiling the kettle for your next cup of tea. We think breathing is vital to aging well, not just life. So why don't you share this episode with a couple of your mates and see how you go with your breathing practice. And then of course, let us know how you're progressing. We'd love to hear about this one. Until next week, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Shelley Craft, and this is your Aging Well Journey. Speak soon. As always, the Aging Project podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. Always seek medical advice from a qualified practitioner.